Beyond Belief Sobriety is a podcast and community for people who are seeking or who have found a secular path to recovery from addictions of all kinds. Hello, thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. I hope you enjoy the conversation and that it adds a little something extra to your stockpile of recovery capital. If you do like what you hear, please consider supporting this podcast with either a one-time or recurring contribution by visiting our website, beyondbeliefsobriety.com, and clicking on the donate button at the top of the page or the buy me a coffee icon at the bottom of the page. So in this episode, we'll be speaking with John C., Vic Losick, Larry Knight, and John Huey. They started a new secular recovery meeting named after a panel discussion that they've presented at secular AA conferences since 2016. I began the conversation with a little background behind how they met and why secular recovery is important to them. John C. begins by recounting the story about his request to make what was then known as the We Agnostics and Freethinkers International AA Conference, more inclusive by adding the word atheist. And now, episode 292, Afternoon with the Atheist. That was part of my talk, and it came kind of spontaneous as well. Where's the other A? The A for atheist. And yeah, to my surprise, they, they voted to change the name to include atheist, which was good. And it, it's funny, it was in 2014... It's the first time I ever heard the term LGBTQ plus wow. being in Europe. So it's about being inclusive, right? I just thought it's gays or lesbians, you know, but then, then it was, I was. And Vic, I, I remember you from the conference because you did a um, talk with us. Uh, someone about spirituality and recovery and secular recovery. And I know that's always been an important topic for you. I beat that drum whenever I can. Um, Yes, I actually, I've been to all conferences, I think, as the, as the other Johns have as well. Um, and uh, what got me involved in that particular uh, conference, even before the, uh, the panel, was the fact that they invited uh, the Reverend... Lord uh, Ewing. Yes, uh, to be the keynote speaker. And it still you know, gobsmacks me to this day. Uh, but we could talk more about that. And, but I did. He's a very nice guy. Don't get me wrong. And, and he participated. I invited him on a panel I had about spirituality. He participated. But he's just still loved by by everybody. I mean, he gave his talk. Uh, what they did was to placate me and a few other people. Was they added one or two other uh, keynote speakers? So they had three keynote speakers. Diminishes keynote. Anyway, I remember that. And I know that you, and you've even written some articles when I was doing AA Beyond Belief about secularism and just how important it is to you that we be truly secular in, in our approach. Actually, yeah. John C., uh, you know, shoehorned in the word atheist into WAF. And I always hated that, that term. So I was the one that railroaded the, the, the term secular. In, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Austin. In Austin in 2016. I remember that. Yeah. And of course, we've got Larry Knight over there, um, who I've had on a couple of podcasts because he once uh, filed a lawsuit against Alcoholics Anonymous, didn't you, Larry? That's right. I did do that. I did do that. And I, and I missed the opening uh, 
Waft Conference. So That's right, because you were in the middle of suing of them. I was at just begun. I had just begun. And he prevailed. And I and I prevailed. It took five years, but I prevailed. And for people yeah, who don't know, who might just be listening to this, cat. this was a lawsuit because the uh, Toronto Intergroup decided to remove from their meeting list the agnostic and atheist AA groups in Toronto. Isn't that right? That's correct. Yeah, we were uh, we were removed from their directory, and so basically we were silenced. We tried to negotiate over a period of time, and then within a window of time, I, I had a limitation on on how long before acting. They wouldn't compromise, and I, I decided at that point that I had to uh, just take action. It was a really interesting deal, and we won't go into all of that now, but just want to give people a little bit of background, and I'll put some links to some of the past episodes that I did with you about that. But um, ultimately, I remember the Greater Toronto Area Intergroup, they said that for you all to be listed, that you had to comport and somehow acknowledge uh, the 12 steps or in some way list them on your website as if that was that makes a whatever a difference for a group there, yeah there was yeah it, it was um, 99 theses oh it was it was ridiculous is what it was um i know so you know people are very you know this is near and dear to some people's heart on their side and which is too bad because it's not supposed to be but the other part of that is that this is not an aa group that was dictating this and so they really had no place to be doing this and uh, that really is the uh the opportunity the the woman Phyllis that I had to file this against uh in many ways she was an ally by the time we got through the end That's of right. the, the whole process yeah I recall that if I may just add we are all indebted all of us in secular AA to Larry and his work and right I mean uh, particularly since uh Larry got the people in Toronto to admit that they were religious that's right they did they finally went totally on record and they were finally honest. I really appreciated the people in Toronto's honesty, uh, and I still do, for admitting that they're a religion. Because in my humble opinion, that's clearly what they are and what they've always been since 1939. Who's and talking said, right now is John Huey, who's been on many of our podcast <coughs> episodes and is a... a I, I won't say staunch atheist. How do you how do you uh, define yourself? I used to be a militant atheist. Now I became at the Toronto Convention. I became a determined atheist because there were some people wetting themselves about the militant atheist in the room. So I became a determined atheist to be more socially acceptable, and I did that sort of you know dishonest. I'm the same militant atheist I always was. But determined atheist sounds better. Gotcha. Nobody wants a militant. No, no, no. No, no, no militants. They want determined is okay. I'll stick I'll stay with determined. Yeah. So I think we might be able to say that in in a quite large segment of the recovering world, the AA world, we're not very well liked. Because we go against the doctrine of this religion. And uh, if you would have gone to the Austin Convention, you would have seen how some people, I think especially Vic when he spoke, got taken on by people who, who didn't agree with what we said, which is actually fine. I'm not even sure that we agree amongst ourselves, but right. we don't care. We're all working for recovery. And 
for recovery for people who are, let's say, non-believers or not interested in the dogma or are tired of the dogma and can't hear it anymore. I've been in AA since 1986. I can't hear that stuff anymore. I can't go to those meetings anymore. Wow. I actually qualified a traditional meeting uh, just a few days ago. Actually, a meeting I started, still going like 25 years later. And uh, I debated with myself, will I come out in front of these people? And uh, I decided, no, I just told my whole story. The word God was never mentioned. Everybody seemed to like it. And then at the end, they were standing there, and they said to me to just close out the prayer. So I wasn't going to go to the Lord's Prayer. But uh, if I do say the uh, serenity prayer, I say, AA, grant me the serenity. So I stood there, I said, AA, and everyone was looking at me. And I said, oh, I don't say God, I say AA. It's a little, and it was very sort of godless uh, sharing, because I never mentioned And you all are here today because you are starting a new recovery meeting, a secular recovery meeting. And is it called Afternoon with the Atheist? Yes. Who wants to start and give us a background about, about um, Afternoon with the Atheist and how this came about? And I'll just let you all just kind of jump in there. I get, it's kind of interesting because we do have very diverse and divergent opinions, but we're most definitely, I, I don't want to speak to the other three because I'll get immediately, uh, well, I don't even go there, but, uh, you know, that we're, we're on the left wing of this whole thing, I could safely say. And, you know, we're pretty open about the word atheist. And it seemed to me, at least, right from the beginning, right from 2014, that there was this overriding need in many people who professed to be non-religious or to be atheist or to be agnostic or however they managed to describe themselves, that they were, in fact, making uh, and spending more time accommodating a clearly religious agenda from what I consider to be a religious organization, then focusing on the very definite problem that atheists and agnostics have in recovery in a country like the United States and in some other for- in foreign countries as well where, you know, the recovery industry, the recovery communities have been completely co-opted by what I consider to be a religion. You know, when I saw people in the secular community kowtowing to this, I started to ask questions. And I've been asking questions ever since. And this, at least in my mind, is a continuation of that questioning, although each of the four individuals on this screen that are going to be participating in this meeting are going to have different takes on how, where, and why we do. Okay, so so then you, the first time that you had the Afternoon with the Atheist panel was in Austin, and I, 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 I recall that one, but I really recall the one in Toronto. And the whole idea here is just to represent to that conference that there is a point of view that is completely secular and that there is no spiritual languaging or steps or any of that, but truly a secular path. Right. 
And, you know, there have been times during those presentations where people have yelled out, fuck you, or we hate you, or, you know, you're doing this, that, and the other. Uh, I had a little moment in Toronto where I looked over at the side of the hall and saw the AA grapevine in all its glory displayed in the same room where we were supposedly having a secular conference. And I hate to admit it, but I, I actually lost my shit for a few minutes and was ready to take that on right then and there, which some people found sort of disturbing. But what was most disturbing to me was that we say we're secular. And in many ways, we bet, and it, at least the organization that's arisen since 2014 says it's secular and behaves otherwise. Right. I remember that grapevine guy. I, I, I just think there's a lot of fear on, on, on the, uh, what, what do they call themselves, this, uh, spiritual atheists or secular atheists. There's a fear of just sort of coming out. They, they want to make nice with, with uh, traditional AA. And I don't mean to offend anybody, but I, I definitely want to assert who I am and demand the same respect that the other people uh, demand. So, so Vic, was this, is this new meeting being started as a result of trying to find a place in secular AA meetings and not finding it, and you're wanting to start something that's fresh and new? No, this new meeting is coming about because uh, John Yui has browbeaten all of us into, uh, into doing this. No. Well, that's not quite true. I encouraged, I encouraged him. He wanted, he was pushing, you know, pushing people to start something. And I just encouraged him back to, well, let's just start small because it just takes a few and, and we'll see what happens. And, well, uh, you know, you you either are or you aren't. All right? right. You know, and some people might think that I am anti-AA. No, I'm not anti-AA for the many hundreds of thousands of Christians who benefit from it. It's not my place, just like it's not my place to go into a Catholic church because I happen to disagree with everything they do and represent and are and tell them they're wrong. It's not my place to be inside of another church, AA, telling them that they're wrong. They have nothing whatsoever to do with me. It took me many years to figure that out. And that 2014 conference is where I began, and I did actually figure that out. I didn't need them anymore, and they certainly don't need me, just like the Catholics don't, all right, or any of the yeah. other funders. Yeah. So, so, so my I have my own motivation, and I, I think that's a great motivation that John has. And I, and I know everybody has their own why something a little bit different is uh, important to them. I know that there are people who are atheists or who are, I don't know what they were raised, they were raised something and they just became, you know, so revulsed at their own religion that they just can't tolerate any anything to do with any of the representations. And they need to find a nice safe space where that is not a requirement on the table. You don't have to you know, do any of those steps. You, know, you just avoid it. And we need to have a nice little safe space for people who are, are suffering uh, from what 
you know, whatever it was. I mean, I, I suffered abuse as a kid because of religion. So, I mean, yeah, it can be really annoying when somebody starts jamming. And unfortunately, AA hasn't figured out how to, how to clean that out of their behavior. I must also add that, that Zoom is, has added a whole new quality to this. Now, now granted, I, I pretty much only go to New York, originally New York-based Zoom meetings, uh, secular meetings. I pretty much go to secular meetings exclusively. And this never really comes up. I mean, because we don't, we just talk about sobriety, drinking and sobriety, literally. Uh, every once in a while, uh, someone will say, God, I've been sober for many years. I never knew you, you people existed and they're thrilled to find us. But that's about it. We don't. We don't bash uh, religion uh, or promote it. Uh, you know, secular means non-religious. It doesn't mean anti-religious. John C., were you going to say something? Recovery is for atheists too, and the non the, the believers in in certainly in AA, they one of their main goals seems to be to try and get people to find a higher power. That, and, and if you're not, if you don't know what step you're on, you're going to be shamed into <laughs> doing it. And, you know, I even get this, uh, especially in Paris, where we have a lot of tourists, even at our, uh, our one secular meeting, face to face meeting a week, that if you don't somehow give credence to the general way that AA says, like it is a 12 step program, you better find some way on one of those 12 steps to figure it out, how that's going to work in your life. And I think recovery is just so much more than trying to, to be reductive and put it into 12 things. You know, I, I mean, those 12 things that they put on there, some of the stuff, the, some of the words are okay, but there's this whole AA speaking language that is just, you know, the, the, word, the whole thing is it's a spiritual thing and the spiritual and okay, uh, not religious, but spiritual. Well, Spiritual somehow is is also religious for 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 me as an atheist. And so uh, I think we want to maybe like move away from the rigidity of AA and say this is a, a recovery meeting for atheists and let's see let's see where it goes. I, you know, and and the way we decided to structure it is one of us will lead the meeting every week and the, that person can structure it however they want and. We'll just see what happens. I was curious, John. So I know that you started seg- um, Zoom meetings years and years before COVID. You started having uh, a secular AA meetings on Zoom. And those went pretty well, I guess. Did things change? And they are still going very well. They're, They're still, still going, going well. Very, okay. Very well. okay. And I think as Vic said before, certainly the, the, the COVID and all the meetings moving online and so many, many more options for for secular or secular style meetings, that's I think also it's just really opened things up. And when but you know when we started, uh, there were like six or eight people in that, and it was called a secular Sunday. And it's still going on. Then those people got more organized, and they, for me, they became more AA like, and they did things like limiting everybody shared to two minutes or three minutes or whatever. And you know, I, I mean, I, I led secular Sunday for a couple of years, maybe even longer. And then I just got tired of it and moved on to something else. And, and this is one of the things we're moving on to. It's that AA culture. It's the culture that people are used to. And they just, they bring that to whatever meeting that they happen to go to. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a big advocate still of face-to-face meeting. All right. There's a, I uh, go to a meeting here in Washington that 
my friend John C. is quite familiar with because uh, he's visited with us uh, several times. Uh, and if that meeting hadn't been meeting face to face since 1988, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'm not one of the ones, the old timers that would have survived. I've told this story many times. I never would have ever survived traditional meetings for as long as some of, you know, I think some of you guys, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened for me because I was so violently opposed to what I considered to be the toxic effects of Wilson's and the Oxford group's dog. It allowed me to, to go to liberal traditional meetings, but if I hadn't have had my secular face-to-face and those after-meeting meetings and the, you know, the, the annual dues we'd have on the anniversary for the meeting and all those other things, I never would have made it. So I'm still going to try to advocate somehow for people to start their own local secular meeting. Because our meeting in Washington has been going on every Sunday since 88, and it's still serving newcomers who are looking for a chance to be free of that stuff in that context, too. I don't want to take anything away from this online thing. It's an amazing development in recovery, in the history of recovery. But still, the face-to-face part something, you know, I'm going to try to urge people to be, still be involved. I think uh, this coming April, we're going to see a lot in New York City around uh, after this sort of winter is over, uh, much more uh, in-person meetings coming back. Well, they're starting to come back in Toronto. Um, so just in general, I mean, we managed to keep in person most of the way through uh, COVID. Uh, we, we had certain exemptions on the restrictions so we could do it, but it was very limited size. But I'm ho- hopefully they'll flourish again. Well, they're still preaching in New York City to, to, to mask up and avoid. They're not, no, there are no mandates. But in New York, mm-hmm. walk down the street, a lot of people wearing masks. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, so. we don't wait. We don't want to turn it into a different type of podcast. No, but you know that type. That yeah, you know we see that sort of insanity here in Washington. But but for me, there's been development in in the online meeting, in the in the face to face meetings as well. And when we started the meeting in Paris twenty something years ago, the meeting was called "We Agnostics," right? Because nobody would dare come out and say what we're atheists. And uh, and then. And John, I know the meeting in Kansas City, right? It's called We Agnostics. Uh, and then if, if you look at the reference of We Agnostics, it goes to that chapter in the big book, which is horrible. Oh, and so then yeah. well, we, you know, oh, sure. But it was also the name of the first group of in Quad A. Right. So, well, our, our founders in D.C. in 88 named it We Agnostics to put a thumb in their face, just yeah, well, like our 11 a.m. Sunday time for meeting was a very, you know, direct, you know, you know, thumb in the eyeball of everybody that wants to go to those other places they go to on Sunday. The We Agnostic meeting in in, uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan in the Stephen Weiss uh, Synagogue, I wanted to call itself We Atheists. And and the synagogue said, no, you can't do that. Yeah, I got I got my hand slapped back in 88. Our founders who are even more militant than I am, they said, oh, we can't use the word atheist. 
That was 1988. Well, you know, I'm looking at my screen here. It says it's uh, December of 2022, and we can use the word atheist now, and we can transcend and remove ourselves from that ridiculous outfit for good and all. If we so choose, some of us won't choose to do that. Some of us will, but we can excise that cancer from the body politic referred to as secular recovery, which in my view has nothing to do with that ridiculous, obsolete carcass that can't do anything but harm to a truly secular person. How's that for being definitive? Well, thank you for being kind. I'm very, <laughs> very kind. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to drift off of off of the uh, the dogmatic content of tradition, the more traditional groups, and get into discussing and and talking about the science and the things that have we've learned in the last seventy five years. I mean, the 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 new stuff with brain scans and and uh, substance abuse disorder and the knowledge that they have and the stuff that's that's coming forward, the understanding of how that forms and, and alters personality, that's stuff we can talk about where that would, would be absolutely outside issue stuff that would never get onto the table. Somebody would always have a have a disagreement and have a problem with it. But we're not bound by that because the only thing we're bound to is is sharing what we're learning, what in our experience, strength, and hope. We're reading that out of out of textbooks and out of out of you know scientific journals, and talking about it, and getting to understand it better, and getting to understand ourselves, and sharing that with a, a community of similar thinking people. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's it's yeah. not going to be caught up in the in the burden of yeah. the spirituality of whatever or. Any of and that it, other dogmatic it, stuff. It's very exciting. In all the decades, everybody on this screen has been sober, right? I I would venture to guess that we've only really encountered one thing that really, really works, and that is the word abstinence. Okay. Abstinence works 100% of the time for 100% of the people as long as you do it. And that's the only thing you can you can talk about. And with the the incredibly rapid rise in death from alcoholism and addiction of all types, I would venture to guess that more and more secular people are dying along with their religious brethren. And if we could do something, anything, to reach more secular people and get them to understand the word abstinence that would be a that would be just that would be an enormous plus you know i i, I just want to go back to what Lowry was just saying about the calcified petrified dogma of aa and we afternoon with atheists we're a threat you know that they've done in all my years i never hear anyone ever talk about science in AA, and it's been almost 80 years. I mean, come on, what, what science has done the last 80 years is remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
the fact that Mari would want to talk about that, that we all want to talk about it, is threatening because they're, they're people. That is the Bible. That is, you know, it's chiseled in stone, and any deviation or any inquiry, serious inquiry, gets shut right down. Well, and and one last thing. I mean, we, we are fighting a battle. Atheists are a tiny sliver of the world's population. The two biggest AA meetings I've ever been to was the Pacific meeting in LA and the Atlantic. It's brethren in, in New York City. And there were hundreds of people. They had a video screen in, in the, uh, so, you know, uh, and now they, they all love it. And, the, you know, God bless them, you know, but, but we have to realize that we're, we're pretty small. We may be growing a bit, but, but, uh, we're speaking to a, a small slice. That really is interesting, isn't it? That, that's so true. So tell me, what, what do you envision these meetings to be like? Uh, you're each going to ha- have just individually decide on how you want to run the particular meeting that you're, that you're chairing. How, how do you envision this taking, working? Well, knowing us, it'll be a free for all. So I can, t- I, I can tell you what I have in mind uh, for the meeting that I'll lead it, is it will be a meeting to talk about recovery and I'll pick a topic and let somebody share on the topic and, and then we'll go from there. Maybe somebody else will, you know, it's, and it could change from week to week, but having been to so many online meetings, and also one thing I learned from Huey's meeting in, in DC, which is a face-to-face meeting, is you know generally the the less the format you have, the better. And, and we had a big discussion in our face-to-face meeting in Paris because the steps, which, which we had uh, read the version without God in for years, uh, we decided uh, some of us decided we didn't want to read those in the meeting anymore, and other people got absolutely furious. And, and, you know, said they weren't going to come back and, and stuff like that. So, again, it's it's about leaving the dogma, from my perspective, leaving the dogma completely aside and talking about recovery and how we stay sober, how we have stayed sober for years and how we continue to stay sober. Yeah. Because generally, it's it we need people to stay sober. For me, I, I need contact with other people. And I need contact with other people that I can relate to. I don't relate to people anymore who say they get down on their knees in the morning and the evening and, and, and you got to, you know, I don't know. It's the whole dogma. I don't even look into it again. We all know it so well because we've heard it for years and years and years. So it should be fun. Find him now. It should be able to have fun just having a meeting without all this, without all the dogma, without right. all the stuff. And without it, all. It, it's being advertised as being unaffiliated, all right? And that means unaffiliated. We're not going to be reading any of their stuff. At least I hope none of my colleagues intend to read any of that stuff. That would be interesting well, if one of these birds. John, I thought I'd read the third Scottish Prayer. I'm not third Scottish Prayer. I'm not going to read any of that. I've been waiting for the bird to myself to be released. What I what I expect, but I do expect that there will be those stupid phrases that have been burned into our brains for thirty years, like experience, strength, and hope, or you know, you're no longer alone. Those are going to accidentally fall out of your mouth, not not me, because it's well, not you, but I'm saying, I I suspect that's going to happen because of this crossover. I was at a meeting. Uh, many years ago when there was a discussion about putting New York City intergroup online and people were outraged. 
that 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 uh, they would do that. We had these printed uh, pamphlets up, and, and no one wanted to take next step. So people don't want to change. I mean, they're, they're sort of locked. That is but, so funny, Vic. I remember the, the very same thing in Kansas City. It was like, yeah, listen, you guys are in the phone book. The internet is kind of like the modern phone book. <laughs> and now they're all there. But they went kicking and screaming. In 1993, in the fall, or perhaps it was the spring of 94, I'm not sure which of the two, but I attended my very first regional conference, a big business meeting for our area. And uh, I threw a question out for the Ask It basket. And that was what we were going to do in terms of policy on the internet and the World Wide Web. And uh, this was right at the birth point uh, with Netscape. And I have, it was like I had poured gasoline all over a burning fire. And the whole conference was screaming about anonymity and all of that other crap. Yeah. 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 You won't, you won't hear. So thankfully it'll never happen. Vic, how do you how do you figure that you're going to uh, chair your meetings? Do you have any idea? Is it- I have no idea, but I, I like I like what what uh, John sees. You know, as as uh, formless as possible. You know, and people stepping on each other. People always, but civility. You know, people as long as you're civil, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Well, and and look at the different perspectives, and that's going to be one of the tones. But it's very very from different people with different perspectives and no dogma. Should we say, uh, announce our first meeting and how people... Yes, exactly. When and where and how. Okay, well, we're going to give you the Zoom link, which you will put up, you know, it's, it's, we can't, we won't speak the Zoom link. We'll send you the Zoom link and you can put it up on the screen or whatever. But it, if I'm not mistaken, it's, uh, going to be every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern United States time. And uh, it's going to be widely, we put up one uh, announcement that needed to be revised, and we're going to put up the revised announcement soon and put it up periodically in the usual place online. And if, John, you want to keep it on your spot somewhere, in conjunction with this podcast uh, or elsewhere for that matter, that would be great too. We're going to get it out there. Uh, We're going to get the links and the password out there. And uh, we're not going to talk. The only thing we won't tolerate is Zoom bombers. Um, I'm sure, John Sheldon, can can it be arranged that that people just type in afternoon with atheists and get the Zoom link that way? Um, I'm not sure, Vic. I'll, I'll look at that. But, um, y- you know, um, what's his name? Um, Chris has that website for secular meetings that are not AA meetings, just, just regular secular recovery meetings. And that's a good list to be on where people will find it. And then, of course, on this, um, on YouTube and on my website, the link will be there and people will find it that way as well. Right. And yeah. it, right. it's starting January the 8th. January the 8th. Okay. 2020. And every Sunday thereafter, until we all die or quit, so we don't, or get angry, and get angry and start another meeting with an atheist, whatever we do. 
There are a lot of people that I have met over the years who have been attending these um, secular, secularized AA meetings who aren't comfortable because they're still talking about steps. They're still hearing, like you said, the AA lingo. They're still having to conform to traditions and all that kind of stuff. It kind of, it just kind of weighs on them. You got that, but they, they do like some aspects. They don't necessarily want to go to a smart recovery meeting where you have, you know, a facilitator that kind of runs things a certain way or a life ring meeting, for example, so this is kind of a nice option for people. You know, it's just a purely unstructured, let's talk about where you are, your, your recovery today, and just to kind of take it from there. And it's secular It'll, completely. It will, it will be structured, but it will shift. Well, it it's going to go one from one free flow to another free flow. Right. One, one talking head to another. But there, there we are. I think, we're, I think we've got a pretty, you know, I mean, fairly comprehensive view of what we're trying to do. I've got to thank uh, my my Parisian friend John C for coming up with the idea of breaking it down per person because mm. if we tried to do it jointly, it would be too messy. Fisticuffs, fisticuffs. Too much, no, too much of a riot. I'm looking forward. Seriously, uh, yeah, again, I think it's a, I think it's so a great idea. And thank you all for coming on to tell me all about it. We'll be getting this posted here very soon and links will be available in the show notes so people will find you. And uh, I'm sure that the word will get out before you know it. Thank you. Thank you. That's another episode of Beyond Belief Sobriety. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support our podcast with recurring monthly contributions, head on over to patreon.com slash beyond belief sobriety or become a member of our YouTube channel. If you'd like to make a one-time contribution, then visit our website beyondbeliefsobriety.com and click on the donate button. I do appreciate your support. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back again real soon with another episode of Beyond Belief Sobriety.